everybody, and welcome to ISL Comics, the weekly comics report with Mike and Ming, broadcasting from the home of the comic book band, Jane Southpaw, Secret Stash. My name is Ming Chen. Sitting across from me is White Lightning himself, Mike Sapson. Dude, that's just racist. No, it's not. You're white and you're, you're, you're lightning fast. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you, sir. Mike yeah, that was yesterday. It was awesome. I'll, I'll give you the Willard Scott or whatever. Uh, Happy doesn't. birthday! Happy birthday, Michael Zapsik, 49 years young. Congratulations. Yes. Do you, you ever wish you could see that perpetual? Uh, what's uh, what's uh, Batman's always like 29? Batman's always 29. Yeah, Superman's always 29. Batman, he's always sort of nebulous. But yeah, usually in the 30s. Yeah, it's really weird because Batman, Batman and Superman back in the day, they could like trade places with each other. Right. Like Clark Kent could, could pass as Bruce Wayne, and Bruce Wayne could pass as Clark Kent. It's really right. weird. And uh, if you pick up uh, Superman, and what is it, American Alien? Uh, they yes. party together. They did well, not really. Well, they, I mean, there's an altercation. Yeah, there's a well, big altercation. What's a good party without you know? With it, without uh, <laughs> fist being thrown. <laughs> oh, fist fight. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, so welcome. <laughs> so happy Ming happy. Chen does not think of anything as a party unless this is thrown. Yeah, happy birthday. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to wish Mike Zapsic to happy birthday, you can do so on Twitter at Michael Zapsic, <laughs> Z-A-P-C-I-C, or if you're a Facebooker, uh, you're at Michael Zapsic. A lot of love. That's Michael. Oh, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And thank you, you told people, because Ming Chen, <laughs> the oh. Ming Chen 30, at Ming Chen 37 yeah. on Twitter, and Ming Chen comic book men, um, he, uh, he gave me a couple of shout outs and people were like, yeah. Something that Facebook is good for is reminding people that it's good other people posting. I don't remember. I don't remember. And, and I, for, I don't remember my own And for, for old high school sweethearts to hook up and then get divorced from their the people that's, that they that's, actually uh, married. That's not you know, that's not in my experience. In my experience, I, I look at uh, people I hated that really let themselves go. You know? See, that's that's actually great. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it is a perpetual class reunion for you. So you're like, ah, look at that fat fuck. I, I knew he'd come to a bad I end. I looked them up. They, somebody added me to uh, like the high school, like whatever the group is. Right. They were organizing a kind of reunion, which I, I wouldn't go to in a million years. You know, some people have some people have maintained themselves. Some people look better. Yeah. You know, a small majority, a small minority, but most people. The majority are like the the fat beer swilling, uh, the jocks who are like, "Hey, I peaked in high school, now my life sucks. Yeah. I work down yeah, at the was, mill three days a week. Yeah, that's pretty much. And then I get. Well, was, what? Was, you're like was, giving me that thing, that look. Wait, who is giving you that? Ah, uh, who is? Good question. Uh, we, you have uh, an errand to run today, so I do. Thank you for Mike Zapsick for my little bundle of joy here. Uh, anybody who, speaking of who joy, yeah. Yes. Who, anyone who hasn't been listening, uh, Mike, Mike had a dog that had puppies, and I became the beneficiary of one of them. Yes, she is absolutely, is she is post, absolutely adorable. I'll post a photo of her ripping up comic books oh, and excellent. trade paperbacks uh, here in the store. <laughs> Just, well, don't let them be Waltz because he'll freak out on you. The dog's name is Joy. I've been calling her my little meatball. But Joy, if you want to pee on that Jughead uh, Volume One, go over to there, town, baby. It's protected by plastic, so just don't pee on the Rick and Morty over there. Do not do that. Or the uh, or the old man Logan over there. I kind of I want I want to. You like old man Logan? I want to I want to read that one again. But right. so I got to go take her for a shot. You have so to go take I've her for a shot. So uh, I in very, your place, I have, I have a I have a much worthier fill-in for you. You have it, yes. Uh, my my lovely co-host in life, Julia Zapsic, yeah, is sitting watching, in. She's watching the dog right. She's now. watching the dog right now, but uh, she's gonna come. 
trade places with you, and you oh, have yeah, you fun on your errands. You can stay here on the. On, before I go, well, I got a couple of topics that you can talk about if you. All want right. To, uh, number one, uh, Joe Manganiello cast as Deathstroke. Yes, Joe Manganiello in Ben Affleck's Batman movie. Uh, if you if you were not living under a cave last week, you saw the. Yes, there was that really that kick they posted. ass. Do you did you dissect that footage by any chance, or were you like, "Holy crap!" And then no, I didn't dissect look. it, but I was like, "That's pretty badass." Okay. I was, I, I did dissect it. And so if you see, all right, so uh, well, there are two things to note that I wanted to bring up. Um, it looks like he's on some kind of aircraft, like a big cargo plane. If you look at it, or some okay. kind of hangar. So, and if you look. In the background, there's some kind of vehicle back there, which looks like the, the Batmobile. Okay, or the Deathstroke mobile. Does he have a mobile? No, he doesn't. Okay, like, I just figured he'd... I, I don't even know how he gets around. Uber? Yeah, Uber's how around, awesome like, would that be? It's yeah. like... Uber, it's, maybe, he's a, maybe he's a lift man. It's like, I don't know. Charges to, to Slade Wilson. Ah, shouldn't have said that. Yeah, oh, Uber. Boom. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so it looks not like... like... Not like Mr. Poole. It's like Mr. Stroke. Right. Yeah, <laughs> if, you're, if you're taking Mr. Stroke around, yeah, you're, yeah, you best yeah. not be saying, uh, hey, you know, I really uh, I love your work. Yeah. So, oh, if this goes out, it means a dog that shoot through the power cord. Uh-oh. Thing. So, yeah. So, uh, that's one thing I've noticed if you want to look back on that. Okay. Um, the other one is kind of a stretch, but the, if you remember the clip, uh, you see the monitor, you see Deathstroke doing his thing, and then Ben Affleck pans over to the right and shows it's, you know, some they're in some kind of warehouse. Or, yeah. A shooting set, but you'll see uh, there's a portable air conditioner there, and on the t- the brand of the portable air conditioner is Titan Cool. Oh, nice the, uh, little uh, nod. Easter egg? Nice little or, Easter egg, or but coincidence. Probably why he, coincidence. Why would he pan over? Uh true. You can but see it's a monitor. Would I? It I says don't know. Titan Cool. I it's know. That's yeah. Hey, I'm just. Am I reading too much into this? Probably not. Am I reading Knowing, too much? Knowing that uh, Jeff Johns and Ben Affleck are both huge fans of yeah. comics, yes, and and the Titans, yeah, uh, I would have to say that that is not coincidence. And by the way, Ben Affleck, when he was filming Jersey Girl, Kevin brought him in here. Right, I was the only one working, and the store was empty. Yeah, which. I, I swear to God, Kevin has like the luck of the devil when right. it comes to that. Right, could have been a mob scene. Could have been a mob scene, but they come in, and uh, uh, Kevin's like, "Go to town, go nuts." He's oh, like, could, uh, like pick, grab whatever, yeah, you grab want. whatever you want. And um, Kevin's like, "Hey, Zap, this is Ben Affleck." And I was <laughs> yeah, like, "He's on the house." Okay, yeah, I figured. Put it on my tab. <clears throat> Put it on my tab. So um, he grabbed the very first Nightwing. Oh, so I kn- happen to know that he is a fan taste. of the Titans. Wow! So right. yeah, um, or he just wanted to, you know, piss Kevin off no, by no, no. grabbing something. Oh, like the most expensive. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't the most expensive thing on there, but it, it was. I, I was like, wow, I'm I'm impressed with your taste. Wow! Very, All very right, good. well, cool story then. That's yeah. a little insight into the the mind of. Uh, did ben you, Affleck. <laughs> who knew? Freaking Batman was in here. Like, and yeah. never, never in a million years would you have thought that. We've Batman had two Batman in here. Who was the other one? The other one is Adam West. Oh yeah, that's right. We've got two, two of the six. Batman two of the. Uh, so let's, uh, let's name him, uh, uh, Adam West. Well, actually, there's that dude from the um, the old 1943 serials, and I doubt no, he's no still one, alive. Yeah, no one him. Uh, wait, uh, uh, so Adam West. Adam West. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Uh, Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Uh, yeah. Uh, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Uh, George Clooney. George Clooney. Christian, Christian Bale, Bale um, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. That's eight. That's, that's eight. So we've. We're, and who else did the voice of? 
Uh, Diedrich Bader. Diedrich Bader, nine. Okay, yeah, we can, uh, we can I can keep well, going. No, we've There's had, Bruce Greenwood. We've be, depending on how you look at it, if you 10. want to look at just live action, though, we've had 25% of the Batman in this building. I think it's 20% because well, there are five Well, if you're counting 10, but if we do two out of eight, that's the No, I'm nine. saying, well. The live action. Okay. I'm kind of, I'm just going live action. You know, well, I kind of animated, but let's go with live action. All right. Because the anime guys can't come in here. That's and true. converse with you. Well, I mean, Kevin Conroy could, and he's yeah, worked yeah, with okay, Kevin true. before. All right, well, now you're being really. Technical. Now I'm being. Now I'm being. Yeah, and Diedrich Bader has also worked with Kevin. So Kevin has worked with a like fifty percent of the Batman. Yes, he has, if not more, probably more. So, We're yeah. probably know that. So that's that's pretty cool. All right, now get the hell out of here. All right, I'm leaving, but uh, stand in line for a long time. I know Julia's Zapsic, uh, The mic is yours. Woo! And yes, Julia Zapsic, the Michael is yours as well. Hey, look, see what I did there? Cha 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 ching. Those are yours. Oh, uh, oh, and everybody, uh, read uh, Paper Girls number nine. It's pretty amazing. Okay. Uh, now, 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 in in addition to uh, time travel and uh, uh, giant maggots, uh, now they're introduced cloning. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyways, have a seat, my friend. I'll see you guys in a bit. Yep. Come on, buddy. So, hello, 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 hello. So, I've got the pile of comics that you want to go through. So, I hope our listening audience will be kind. So, this is my uh, very first time kind of sitting in the number two spot. you're fine, baby. I've sat in before, you know, just to kind of, you know, mouth off, but not... uh, not to help keep it moving. That's all right. So, all right. Uh, let's let's hit new comics first. Want to hit new comics? Okay, I'm just gonna take it right off the top. I've got uh, DC Universe Rebirth, Batman. Batman number six. Mm-hmm. Batman number six. It's Batman versus Gotham Girl. Now, anybody who's been reading Batman uh, in the Rebirth knows that uh, he was confronted with two new superheroes, uh, Superman level power for both of them, and um, one of them was Gotham and. The other was Gotham Girl. It was a brother-sister combo. Uh, I see the dog lick the comic. Okay. That makes it uh, Mings. Excellent. So he had the Justice League come in and uh, help take down Gotham. Then Gotham Girl was out there, who is um, Gotham's sister. And um, they're both a little delusional. Given their powers... Uh, by a shady government agency. And uh, they have origins similar to Batman. Not exactly, but similar. And, similar in what way? Well, they both lost their parents very young, and they wanted to make Gotham a better place. Okay. So didn't really happen well. So they were uh, they were experimented on given super uh, Superman level powers like um, you know X-ray vision, the whole nine yards, yeah. every vision, yeah, the whole nine yards, honey. Okay. Superman level powers. Mm-hmm. So they uh, <clears throat> Batman called in the Justice League to to take down Gotham, and he died at the end of that. Spoiler alert for DC Rebirth number five. With great power comes great uh, pain and destruction. Suffering. Yes, mm-hmm. so. Now he's got to go after Gotham Girl, and uh, he takes a different tact. Rather than, you know, fight her head on, um, he actually opens up a little bit and allows her to uh, feel his pain. So you've you've found that the storytelling is pretty consistent. Oh yeah, Uh, Tom King does a great job, and um, 
Ivan Reese does the interiors. It's amazing. He's Ivan Reese is one of my favorite uh, working. He's one of my five favorite working artists today. So and um, what else is he working on? Or has, uh, has he has worked on Green Lantern? He's worked on Justice League. He's done the heavy hitters. So he does this. Um, he does amazing things. So Batman brings in Gotham Girl from the cold, and mm-hmm. uh, the only place that can take her is uh, Department. X Task Force X, which is the Suicide Squad. Really, so okay. we're gonna see her in the Suicide Squad. Huh? Very good. Comics, not the TV, not the movie. Okay. What's next up? Next up is Nightwing number four. Okay, Nightwing number four. Nightwing. Uh, Dick Grayson has come out from under Batman's shadow. He's uh, he's no longer aligning himself. Um, he got his secret identity back. It's uh, they haven't really explained how. I think uh, well, they did sort of, but not really. It's it's mumbo jumbo. Dick Grayson lost his. Uh, they they revealed his identity in Forever Evil. Okay. Jeff Johns did. He um, they pulled the mask off the crime syndicate uh, on national television. Not not even national television, like across the globe. Grid had uh, access to every. They hacked in and just sort of yeah. like went. Yeah. Yeah, and even if your TV was off, they turned it on, and so you got to see Nightwing unmasked as Dick Grayson. That's so. like a little bit of Joker in the Suicide Squad, actually. But okay. All right. But for anyone who's seen the Suicide okay. Squad, yeah. well, um, so. They put the genie back in the bottle um, when Dick went to work for it was uh, Grayson, agent of Spiral. He went to work for Spiral S P Y R A L. They're a group who was um, they were it, it was it was like an Xavier's Academy for young spies. They were they were training them almost like the Kingsmen. Okay, where they were training uh, like a new generation of spies to go out and. Get all the dope, the dirt, the dope, the whatever on um, the nine, the the four one one on superheroes, like their identities, how they worked. Kind of like how Batman <laughs> keeps his files, sort of. Yeah. But this is like a government agency or a, or a quasi government agency that was doing this, and Batman actually sent Dick undercover mm-hmm. to find out. You know what their their game was. Didn't like the competition, Didn't, or he or he or he felt that their motives were suspect. He is the ultimate libertarian, I believe. Bruce Wayne, ultimate libertarian, huh. does not trust governments, doesn't trust um, anyone with more power than he has. Would you vote for him? I would vote for Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne for a safer Shit, Gotham. I wish we could get him he would be awesome, uh, but a lot of people would compare him to Trump. You think so? I I know so. Really? Like, oh, it's entitled billionaire. What the hell? A lot of people would be like, F. F Bruce Wayne, especially if they didn't know he was Batman. You know who I would vote for for you president? Right. Who? Captain America. Even the Chris uh, Evans Captain America. Uh, yeah. You need a leader. I, I, I could give, give two rat's asses less about, you know, what kind of... Um, He'd make you... Cut down on the fucking cursing. Though, yes, probably. no, well, language. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm talking. Oh well, ah, oh, fuck that. You'd have to, uh, you'd have to clean up your act there. And by the way, can, may I say that listening to your voice through these earphones, you're damn sexy. Why, thank you. Yes, you are. Even <laughs> even eating your breakfast, which we were we were had sorry. To, had to I'm, run, like, I'm trying not to chew online. Here, so, yeah, chew on know. air. I know, so I'm just letting your listening audience know that he's right. cramming down some breakfast so he doesn't get hangry. And I was, there. yeah, I'm, I'm hangry. 
We talked about me being angry yesterday. So Nightwing, on the back to Nightwing number four. So, so, um, so it sto- is. So storytelling. Now you said that it was a little ambiguous as to how. It no, uh, they, I, I'm pretty sure that they used spiral technology to wipe out um, Nightwing's identity from the general populace. That they they knew he was uh, Richard Grayson. Okay, so I haven't been following this. So wait a second. They can actually go into your mind and suck out memory? Mass hypnosis. Yes, wow. they can do that. All right. So the genie's back in the bottle as far as his identity goes. And Batman gives him another task. So he is he is uh, actually Batman's uh, knight errand or squire uh, errand or whatever whatever you want to call it. He, he's uh, actually trying to take down the Court of Owls, which has bedeviled Gotham City for close to 200 years. Batman's or, uh, busy. Batman's got some some shit that he's got to take care of. Yeah. Batman's got to outsource. I would That's what he's so. doing. I would think so, yeah. So Batman's outsourcing. So now, who's he, drawing this? This is uh, Fernandez. This is... Um, Written by Tim Seeley, but uh, the artwork is, hold on one second. Ah, I hate this. Uh, Javier Fernandez. Okay, you had it right. Yep, Javier. And, and how is um, he doing in your opinion? It's, it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. I like the flow. Okay. And um, uh, Nightwing, mm-hmm. Dick Grayson, is um, he's partnered up with this other dude. His name is Raptor, I believe. Raptor? Is it Raptor? Raptor, yes, Raptor. And uh, he's got a Nightwing's trying to take down from the inside the Court of Owls. And Raptor is the guy they saddle him with. Court of Owls, they had originally intended for uh, Dick Grayson to become one of their talons. Hmm. Talons were their assassins. They were un- they became undead. Um, and, you know, and superhuman strength, impervious to harm, uh, athletic, but... You know, completely like brainless zombies, except for whatever the Court of Owls programmed into them, almost like the Winter Soldier. So, so ha- I mean, are there hundreds of talons, ten talons? No, there's I mean, like there this? were like ten or fifteen okay. talons. So it's not like you have it an was army a small cadre. Right. It was right. like the the League of Assassins, an elite squad, an elite yes. squad versus an army. Of Much like the League of Assassins, very elite, very they they serve the will of the the Court of Owls. Okay. So Batman wants these guys taken down, and they want—he wants, he wants uh, the Court of Owls wiped off of the the playing field. So a page turner, Nightwing number four. Very good, it okay. is. Yes. Right. You really like to can, can I take a small break and ask a different question? Sure. Can, not, not not about the comics themselves, but about the writer artist relationship, since I have the yes. comics guru in front of me. So. Given the fact that you've read so much and for so long, have you noticed that there are certain writers and artists that just have this magic, mm. this magical Click. chemistry, and their books just sort of can't lose? Just even if the storyline kind of meanders a bit, or yes. the story gets a little muddled, they're so good together yes. that they can't help but make a great book. Whereas you could have two great artists, you could have a great writer and a great actual, you know, an artist artist, but who don't have that same chemistry. And no matter what they do, they can't make it work. I mean, is that, is that? Yes. I have seen that. that. Um, I'm not asking you for examples right now because I'm throwing this Well, I can, I can actually give you a really good example. One of the best examples of when, uh, of not being able to catch lightning in a bottle when you have an, um, when you have an amicable split, that's something that is like 10 times 
better than if you're if you're a writer who gets along with your your artist and you you give them input mm-hmm. and you you allow the co-plotting you know you give them the the co-plotting credit and okay. you know you you know you're really a partnership you're really a team yes yeah. okay. i can give you a few examples of that uh marv wolfman and george perez on teen titans they they did a lengthy run they were magic together, hmm. and they were subsequent. And yeah. subsequently, when whenever they got back together, because they also did Crisis on Infinite Earths, they did uh, another, a, another another Teen Titans yeah. run. Uh huh. Um, and they were they came back, and it was it was amazing. Um, so no matter what those guys put their hands and their minds to, they just yes, it was a win. It was it was yep. yeah. That's yep. team team titans. It's yep. so those guys are one example. Another example, very current example, is Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. Okay, and Jeff Johns and almost every one of his writers of uh, his writers his um, artists. Right. It was Jeff Johns and uh, Mike McCone, who I. I from what I understand, Mike McCone told me that Jeff Johns was a dream to work with. He bounced off ideas off him, incorporated them, which is amazing. Oh, and, and they worked on what for those who Teen Titans. Know? Okay. And Gary Frank and um, Jeff Johns also worked on um, Superman and the Legion of Superheroes, a Superman arc in, in – was it Action Comics? It was Action Comics. Okay. Um, and they also did the DC – um, Universe Rebirth. They did that actual uh, book, the one that that kickstarts this. The whole DC the whole DC Rebirth. rebirth. Yeah. So, and like I said, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot because we didn't talk about this beforehand. But is there any example, either current or past, of two two professionals in the in who are well respected and okay. do a great job, but who paired together just you know it's like fizzled. Yeah, just fizzled. I can give you one where they were um they were. Amazing together in the beginning, and then later they just on, lost it. well, lost later on, that love and feeling. they they actually got together for one more thing, and it it was horrible. Okay, uh, it was um, Chris Claremont and John Byrne. John Byrne, one of my favorite all time wow, comic say, artists. It's hard to believe that John Byrne. Uh, well, yeah, no, right. I mean the art was still stellar, but it's they didn't it click. Didn't work, yeah, it didn't. Work. Uh, Chris Claremont is, and I've gone on record as saying, um, you know, he started to fall into that rut that. Uh, comic book writers do mm-hmm. and um, he never found anyone who could co-plot him uh, on X-Men Uncanny X-Men uh, after John Byrne as well okay because there were meandering storylines and you know he, he got into his head that you know um, like Alien he, he created the brood yes. during the Alien <laughs> I, I, I remember being a little nonplussed at that too yeah, yeah and mm-hmm. uh he already had somebody. It was uh, more uh, supernatural than Nagari or Nabar- N- the Nabari or Nagari Nagari uh, in X Men One Forty Three, where mm-hmm. it was almost an, an entire ripoff of of Aliens. Oh, um, and or Alien. Yeah, it was almost alien. an th- yeah. Alien. Well. Didn't they do Alien and then Aliens? Wasn't that Aliens is the yeah, 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 yeah that was the uh, the Ridley Scott uh huh so um, amazing both amazing movies but I'm just saying that uh, and then later on they went they went and did an arc for Justice League of America JLA it was uh, JLA oh God what was it um, it was reintroducing the Doom Patrol. It was in the uh, like the 99s to 100s of JLA. Okay. Back in the uh, like 2002, 2003. It was towards the end of the run. 
and the, you just can't capture lightning in a bottle anymore. It, it was just, it was tough. That's got to be hard as a as a as a lover, like a true lover, and you know, not in a romantic sense, but but a true uh, aficionado uh, of, of, the, of yes, you know, to watch two people that you have respect for just not be able to get their shit together and I make know. it make it work. It was it was tough, um, yeah. and I wanted to I wanted to love it. I yeah. did. Another case of uh, you know synergy that synergy Warren Ellis and John Cassidy doing. Um, Planetary. Yeah, Planetary was amazing. Right. There's nothing, yep. nothing better than Planetary. So, yep. you hit it out of the park. Yeah, they hit it out of the park with that one. How you doing, Judy? Hey, how you doing? Hey, it's Judy. Hi, yes. Judy. I don't. We didn't see any glasses. No glasses. Miss Judy takes good care of this place. Yeah. That she so. does. Yes, that, she does. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Bye, Judy. You too. Thank you. Um, do you want to? Yeah, thank Superman. You, thank you for indulging me. I, was, right, I, was, sure. I you know you were talking, and I got curious, and, and thank you for indulging me. But we will, we will, we will soldier on here. We got Superman number six. Yeah, Superman is. Um, this is Superman and Son. This is um, Superman from uh, pre Flashpoint. Uh, it's the the post crisis, but pre Flashpoint Superman. Uh, it's a Superman that you might remember. Uh, he's he's actually pretty badass, and he has he and Lois had a son named Jonathan, and Jonathan his superpowers are starting to uh, emerge, and this is the the issue where Superman uh, introduces him to uh, post Flashpoint Justice League. Okay, so here's this Superman in. This particular book is the one who married Lois Lane Mm -hmm. uh, from Convergence, came over to our universe, uh, got stuck here, and uh, there was – he was in hiding, he and Lois, and she got pregnant, and she was having a Kryptonian baby, half Kryptonian, half human. So now his powers are emerging, and um, this is his introduction. You mean the baby's powers? Well, not baby. He's he's like an eleven year old boy. It's like if our son Daniel started developing superpowers because I was Superman from oh, an alternate okay. universe. Well, actually, I made me. Talk yeah, to you you about never know. Yeah. Oh, you've been yeah. your Wonder Woman from now. I I wouldn't doubt it. So he's actually Clark from the alternate universe introduces his son to our to this universe's Justice League as Superboy. He's got the costume. He's got everything. Oh, really? So this is a setup for Teen Titans and where Damian Wayne, who is Bruce Wayne's clone slash son, okay. is introduced to – well, I mean, they're going to get together. There's a um, a new series coming out called Super Sons. So you've got Damian Wayne, and okay. it's been done before. All right. It's been done. It was really? done in the seventies in the uh, the world's finest comics. It was, well, or or did it? Or it was, was it, it was dorky, yeah. but it was part of my childhood, so yeah. I love it. Uh huh. And it, you know, it's hey Clark, your way out dad is you know, and they they tried <laughs> to to pepper it with 
like uh, um, it's like Brady slangisms. Brady yes. Bunch meets uh, exactly the universe. Holy yeah, it's like Greg Brady goes uh, on the road with uh, Keith Partridge. So let me ask you a question. So should we all run out right now and look for those issues because they actually Super Sons is going to be like a knockout out of the. Park I would series? love to see this because Damian Wayne is nothing like his counterpart from the seventies and in, in those stories. The, and those Super Sun stories were part of a hypothetical that. Superman supercomputer came up with. It's like, hey, supercomputer, I'm kind of bored. Lex Luthor's presumed dead. Why don't you tell me and and Batman here about our sons in the future? And it's like, <laughs> computing, you know. It's, here is a story, you know, of a lovely lady. And you got this. It was, they, that's exactly what it was. And Superman supercomputer. Go, you gotta find me this series. You can, it's it's in trade paperback, it. and I will if you want me to. I will get it for you. I would love to read right. that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, you uh, you read that Darth Vader book I gave uh, you, yeah, and yeah, I I and I'll that. get you the other one. I gotta finish Promethea. All right, too. and Promethea. So yes, it was. Uh, um, it, but it was part of my childhood, so I loved it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is Damian Wayne is um, an arrogant prick. So he is a 10-year-old or 11-year-old arrogant prick with superior fighting skills, superior leadership capability, mm-hmm. but he's, he knows it. Mm-hmm. He's like, my grandfather was Rachel Ghoul. My father is the detective. So I'm better than all of, all of you. And wow. um, here you have... Sounds like a real fun guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, uh, real fun 11-year-old. Imagine if Daniel was that entitled. So... He's too much of a mushball. There you go. He is but this uh, Jonathan Kent is mm-hmm. also very unsure of his powers. He accidentally killed his mom's cat. Yeah, it was it was an accident with his heat vision. Ooh. Well, the cat was as good as dead anyway because um, a an eagle came and scooped it up and was flying away to feed it to its whatever. So he used his heat vision to try and, and not get the eagle to not kill yeah, yeah, the yeah, 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 and he was going to catch it. Yeah, but. Turns Instead, out he, he fried, fried it. Yeah, he fried both of them, eagle and and cat. So you have to wonder if that's a metaphor for something going on. I don't right. know. In prob- yeah, it's probably a metaphor. So but- the so the writer and the artist for, for uh, Peter Tomasi and Patrick Gleason, they are well suited. They're they're also a a, a good team. a team. They're yeah. a very good team. They did Green Lantern for a while. How are you? How are you? Green finding, Lantern because you're reading the whole series. So how are you finding the stories? You know, so the stories in and of themselves, each book are tight, and and you're enjoying the story. Yes, it's now how how are they? What kind of a job are the out of the editors doing, making sure that across the title that all the different books are in sync and and I don't think they're so worried about that. Okay. Um, it's no, it's not a major issue for them. So, well, we got one more in the series right here. Justice League number four, one world destroyed and only Superman can save ours. Yes. Um, this is the alternate earth Superman and you've got the green lanterns, the two rookie green lanterns taking, uh, taking care of business in outer space. You got cyborg who's trying to, uh, take out the, um, what are they called? They're they're the, uh, they're the 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 purgers. There's uh, there are these four beings. They're like the celestials who are trying to um, 
They're trying to take out the earth. I feel, I feel like I should have a little music playing in the background while you flip some. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. there's yeah, the, yeah. This one you just were skimming. You didn't. These guys are well. I, I did read it. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out their names. There are these four. It's they're almost like the celestials from the Marvel universe mm-hmm. who come. They judge, and if a planet is found wanting, they destroy it. Okay. So these guys are standing there and the Justice League are trying to take them down. Turns out that there's a threat from outer space. Superman is in, he's, there are um, four devices in uh, the Earth's core that he has to destroy and being like, at the Earth's core is killing him. Like doomsday devices or something. Yes, that, are, that, that will, there. That will yeah. explode. Okay. They will detonate and destroy the Earth. Superman he's so, so far away from the sun. He's well, the also core. the the pressure at the oh. at Earth's core yeah. is yeah, is almost as dense as as a black hole. So he's he's actually got to fight. So uh, even with all the fracking that that hasn't been alleviated. Oh, okay, it's too bad. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, um, okay, so he's down in the center of the Earth. He's yes, getting he is. the he's, shit crushed out of him, and he's, he's he destroyed one, okay. but he's got to destroy all. All of them, or you know, there could be some kind of failsafe. He's not sure, so he's that's his mission. Okay, and he is he's hurting. But uh, Brian Hitch and uh, is it's uh, I want to make sure I have their names right. It's Brian Hitch and uh, Jesus Marino mm-hmm. are uh, doing handling the art chores, uh, inked by uh, Jesus Marino. Uh, he- yeah, Jesus Marino doing double duty, uh, inking himself with uh, Andy Owens. Very he, cool. He's a Good robot, on that. Because he, yeah. he's not. He ain't no robot. Um, Are you going to get to see any of these guys? I mean, I know that you go to a lot of conventions. We'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. Every once in a while. Yeah, but I do, do these guys typically show up at conventions? Like, at, like when you're when you're actively writing these books, or are you just too yeah. damn busy at sometimes? To be, to be but sometimes, well, there. <laughs> funny story. Yeah. There was a um, a guy who was very late on his. Very, very late on his deadlines, and uh, it was in New York. It was in New York Comic Con. You remember this story? Some somebody told you this. It was a a, an editor we know. Yes, was telling us about how the guy was. um, He was at New York Comic Con, and um, the editor said. Uh, texted back or didn't text back to him Facebook back the guy was Facebooking said hey I'm taking commissions in New York Comic Con editor uh, text wrote him back and said you better have my stuff on the <laughs> my desk by Monday or you won't work in this business again and he's like hey I'm, commissions are filled and he just like left and he <laughs> left New York Comic Con and went and um, finished that book and had it done so yeah yeah, some if you're ahead of the game, you can do what you want. Yes, as long as the work gets done, exactly. Editors don't care what you do. Right, right. You know, you could be out making it rain at a strip bar, and they don't care. <laughs> um, and why? Why the hell should they? Because it's not their business. Hey, listen, they might be doing research for a future story. Exactly. Line, you, yeah. know, you don't want to. You don't want to quash their creative. No, spirit. you don't. Okay, so we're moving out of uh, we're moving out of rebirth, and we're going to uh, Invincible Iron Man. Yeah, Tony Stark is. Yeah, Tony Stark is on the the bad side of it. Well, I don't know if it's the bad side. He's on a side of Civil War, which is wrong. Um, not a big fan of which side he took. Um, 
do you know that I still and deviating a little bit? I maybe that's what we'll do this weekend. I still haven't seen Civil War. Civil War. We have to get that for you then. Yeah, I still haven't seen it, and I know that uh, the boys are really anxious for me to see it because they're they're curious to know yes. what you know which side what I think of the resolution or the, or the lack of a resolution at the end of the movie. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Now, now, now this is based on that? This is, no. Or a continuation no, of No, no. Uh, Civil War is, has nothing to do with the, the movie. Civil War Two. it's essentially, let me boil it down to you. Yes. Down for you. Right. After the Secret Wars, um, there was an explosion of Terrigen Mist. Mm-hmm. And Terrigen Mist is turns out it's spreading across the uh, the globe, and it turns people into inhumans. Mm-hmm. Anyone with an inhuman um, gene right. will go through like a chrysalis, go into a cocoon, and become like like an Agents of Shield. I was going to say, and if you watch Just Agents like of an, Shield, yes. you've seen this happen, right? Yeah. So, but conversely, if it hits a mutant with an active mutant gene, right, uh, it will kill them it will make them sick and uh that's why there's a war coming between inhumans and mutants interesting okay and it's very weird because now wait a second if the if the mutant gene has already been activated if it okay so terrigen mist bam yeah you know covers storm nothing happens no she's already been activated doesn't no it kills her it, it gives her a uh a Deadly disease, yes. So if it's an inactive, there is no. if it's a non-activated mutant gene, you're like you're nine years old, and the mutant gene has like puberty. It might just it. outright kill you. Really? So, yeah. so if you're a mutant, you're dead, no matter what, whether yeah. you're activated in a, you know, okay. Now, right. but you have to be hit by the cloud, right, so it's right, not right. like it's. But if a cloud rolls over your town, you're and you're a mutant, you're, and the you're humans screwed. are actively pushing this because they want to activate. No, they can't. Humans, well, they, can't. they are, but they aren't. They're okay. not doing anything to get Stop rid of it. it. Yeah, okay. but. Because they think of it as uh, survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's a mutant, they're sorry, but hey, shit happens. That's that's essentially what they're thinking. Okay. It, this is a force of nature. Who are we to stand against it? Whereas the mutant community is like, wow, you people are POSs. And Hank McCoy, the beast, is working with the Inhumans to, to try and figure out what's going on and how to maybe buffer this so there's a showdown coming civil war there's a an inhuman and that's that's a lot of backstory for what i need to tell you no 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 no, because and and one tiny step backwards and i'm not sure that there that it's ever been explained the difference between inhuman and mutant yes uh just singularity of genes i don't know i think that it it's because a different genetic trigger. Well, mutation is natural whereas inhuman uh the inhuman gene uh, it actually can, rewrites their own genetic it code. It rewrites it. They're, they're normal until they're exposed to the Terrigen mists. Okay. Which is, it's, uh, the Cree came down and mucked with human, the human genome in, in a very specific uh, group of people. Mm-hmm. And they were like latent weapons that they could call upon. Got it. And okay. the Inhumans have, they, they recognize this, you know that they're all inhuman, so they they made their own um, civilization mm-hmm. away from 
the rest of the populace. Also, if you watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., sure. you saw that. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay. So, and again, don't want to push too much no, on okay. Agents of yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> so, there is an inhuman, a new inhuman named Ulysses who can, with 100% accuracy, or so they say, um, witness events in the future, and they come true. And he witnesses horrific events in the future, like Thanos coming down and destroying the Earth, or... Uh, Celestials coming and destroying the Earth, or the Hulk going on a rampage and killing the superhuman populace, or just decimating it. Uh, and this is part of the storyline. The civil the civil war, war is is, yeah. okay. is the he is he is the battle line. Huh. He do we trust him? Do we not trust him? Do we trust him? Do we not trust him? Tony Stark who is a futurist who can see the future, see what people need and um, invent accordingly, mm-hmm. calls himself a futurist. Um, he he hates this idea. He hates the idea that we are all bound to the will of something other than our own predisposition. So he he is on one side. He's like, I don't trust this guy. I don't, I don't want to trust this guy. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel who is a leader of the Ultimates. Um, Besides, doesn't that kind of presuppose that you believe that the future is written in stone? I mean, I can kind of see Stark's thing. It's like, listen, if this guy's telling us Thanos is going to come down and destroy the Earth, and we accept that as fact, it will be fact. But if we never know, if this guy never speaks that out loud, then we still... But what happens if Thanos comes down and does destroy half the Earth? Right, right, right. So you've got So Carol Danvers, who Mm -hmm. being a military person wants to use Ulysses' power to preemptively strike, and they did with great success, except for one time when Thanos came down, he ended up crippling uh, She-Hulk and outright killing um, James Rhodes, who is U.S. War Machine, Tony Stark's best friend, and also Carol Danvers' lover. So Mm. she lost just as much. And Tony is like, oh, my best friend would be alive if it weren't for you. And it's like, you know what? You put on that costume, you take certain risks. You right. put on a bullseye right on your back, right on your front. And, you know, if, if it goes through you, boom, sorry. And I, I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not unsympathetic right. to Tony's plight. But you know what? When you put on the costume, you accept inherent risk. Well, I mean, I think that I think that we can see that being played out even in you know, quote unquote, in real life, IRL. I, you know, I, uh, we have you know we have our police officers who do that every day. I mean, they put on Absolutely. that uniform and they know, and their families know that they that they're taking on a huge risk every time they walk mm-hmm. out that door with that uniform on. True. So, um, and yet we need them to do that and we ask them to do it because yeah. someone has to. Someone has so, to, but Tony is now yeah. now splitting hairs and then take off the suit and don't put it back on. Mm-hmm. Give it to somebody who's willing to take those risks. And if he's, you know what? Um, they said it in, in Captain America, First Avenger. If you truly respected your friend, you will accept his sacrifice mm-hmm. as something he wanted to do. It was wow. his choice. So there's a lot going on in Civil War too. Yeah, yeah. a whole very lot. Very emotionally charged. And this is—it's it like. very much emotion. It's—it's more emotionally charged than the regular Civil War was, which is just has just had to do with uh, people registering. Which, again, you know, a very device. Uh, yeah, very divisive issue. Mm-hmm. So yeah, huh? And who's doing the? 
My, Brian Michael Bendis and Mike Diodato is doing the oh, art. Oh, another good team. Yeah, very good team. Yeah, and yeah. Bendis, also one of my favorite parts of Iron Man, mm-hmm. is that um, Tony Stark's newest bestest buddy is Victor Von Doom. Because <laughs> they're so much alike. And, you know, I've always thought that. I was always like, yeah, they're a lot alike. Except, uh-huh. you know, Tony was never quite as douchey yeah. until like the last couple of years. And you're like, wow, he really is douchey. <laughs> So. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. That sounds good. All right. So now we're changing gears a little bit here. Oh, we're very much about so. The Walking Dead, The Whisperer War, Part oh, 2. Oh, dear God. Part, part two? two of a six, yeah, of a six, uh, six story arc, it yes. looks like. Yes. Yeah. This is, uh, wow. I got to tell you, first four pages, um, wow. Okay. It was the most disturbing death since 100. Really? Yeah. It was pretty, pretty disturbing, and now, they're using a lot of um, a lot of different techniques. They're they're shrinking down their panels uh, and getting more to a page. Like who's doing the writing and art on this? This one? is uh, Robert Kirkman. Robert Kirkman, oh, yeah, who created duh. the okay, and uh, Charlie Adler. They're the most consistent team. And amazing team. So are they shrinking? I mean, in your opinion, is that is, is what it they're does, doing effective? Is uh, it- well, they have a lot of story to tell. Uh-huh. And in very little um, very little page count to tell it. Okay. So I think it's very effective. So And um, it looks like it's black and white. It's always been black and white. There's only been, I think, one color okay. uh, issue. So Interesting. Yeah, I have never read. I mean, I've watched the show, but I, I've never read the... Uh, the I, I kind of want to... I don't know because if if I start, I feel like if I start reading it, then I'm going to start doing a lot of comparison, and and both of them are going to suffer. So I figured I'd let the show run its course, and then after that, I'd go back and I'd just read the thing. I let uh, our for those of you don't know, I have uh, an older son named Mitch who um, watched The Walking Dead, and uh, then wanted to read them, and I've got them all in. um, You got the heart, yeah. I've got got the the, really nice the omnibus. uh, Yeah. So he read all them. He is now caught up to me. So the most disturbing death, first four pages since one hundred. Yeah. Um, And one hundred. If in case you haven't noticed, or in case, um, and screw you. Is this a spoiler? Is this a spoiler? Spoiler, maybe for one hundred, but not for this. For one hundred, yeah. Spoiler for one hundred. Negan takes the bat to Glenn. Right. That's. And, I think everyone probably knows that. Yeah, now. I'm pretty so sure. To figure out. Like in the comic know. books, they kill Glenn. You yeah, know, yeah. So, like, I don't want to know that. <laughs> but um, you've only got what a month and a half to wait until you find out who um, Negan killed. No, you don't. They're gonna make you wait. They're gonna make you wait so long. Do you think that they're gonna go through that whole first episode, that whole premiere, and not and still yes, not give? Absolutely, you? they're gonna give you no satisfaction. Oh, they're gonna go. They're gonna do uh, backstory. They're gonna show you what's going on in Kingdom. They're gonna sh- introduce you to Ezekiel. They're gonna do everything but show you who Negan takes the bat to. That's gonna suck. Oh my gosh! People Personally go. speaking, I I have no emotional investment in that. Yeah. So I'm like, this is awesome. I Aww, love this. Well, no, I mean, we love. No, no, I do have an emotional investment, but I don't have Stephen Young. Uh, absolutely, but uh, do you honestly think it's going to be him? I don't. Have you ever told your Stephen Young story on air? I'm not going to about no. the no 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 okay. Because he's asked you not to, or just because you don't feel like? Doing no, no, I'm not gonna. Him. I'm just not gonna jinx him. So no, oh. I'm not gonna. Uh, I think that I would jinx him. Well, if okay. I said that. After the Negan scene yes. comes to light, and if he survives, will you tell it? I will. Even if he doesn't survive, I'll tell You'll it. You'll tell it. Okay. Yes. So we have to wait for the Stephen Young. Yeah, you'll have. Yeah, you'll come back. Yeah. Okay, for that. Okay. But All right, Stephen Young, great guy. Tuned. 
All um, right, uh, and, and want to give a big, huge shout out to our poison f- ivy, our, cycle of life and yes, death, our, Amy, our our, our our good friend Amy Chu, uh, poison ivy, cycle of life and death. Um, this is amazing, and it is I highly recommend it. It's our pick of the week. You get to see Ivy uh, dealing with a bunch of people like Harley. Um, and that's a trade paperback. This is a trade paperback, yes. Mm-hmm. So she did it monthly. Uh, Catwoman, a bunch of the uh, the rogues. And um, now, how do you know Amy Chu? Uh, she's. Not that I'm jealous or doing a little bit of backwork um, investigation. Well, no, that's so. all right. Her um, Ming, friends with Ming. Brilliant writer. And, and Ming reached out, reached out and. Uh, so you're putting this on Ming. Okay, that's yeah. okay. No, all it's right. Ming. All right. It's, it's okay. all Ming. It's so, all Ming. Yeah. All right. Sweetie, it, I... I'm just saying. Uh, no, you know, I'm just, I'm and right. I'm just it's telling okay. you. It's okay. So, it's okay for you to admire a okay. brilliant, beautiful, charismatic okay. comic book writer. Uh, well, I do. Okay. do start writing comic books, and, <laughs> and that will that will be you. But no, go ahead. Go ahead and talk about the book. The book. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just going to tell people to, to pick it up. It is, if you like Poison Ivy, if you like Harley Quinn, if you like... Gotham City. Pick up this book. It is truly, truly amazing. What is? Um, Don't ask questions. Just go just out and buy go it. Go out and buy it, and then yeah. and then and no then, mas. No, and then, just, and then tweet just, and then tweet Michael Zapsic. Yeah, at Michael Zapsic, and Michael tell Zapsic me that that you're giving Amy you Amy Chu some money. Exactly, That's awesome. and then you can include her too, so she you know knows that everyone's cool. out there reading her book. Beautiful. Everyone should. Apparently. And tell her that you want her back on. I sell comics. Ah, when was the last time she was on? Uh, when this the first issue dropped, oh, okay. which was about eight months ago. And so now that it's wrapped up, yeah. she should come on and talk about yeah. how she felt about writing the whole series yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Good. Yeah, we can talk to her about that. All right. And um, nice. let's talk about Chris Campana. I know he's next We're going to be, on hold on one second. Um, our apologies to everybody. We were supposed to be at uh, Rochester Comic Con this weekend, Rock Con. Um, unfortunately, we have uh, some reshoots to do, so we Cannot be there for comic book man. for comic book reshoots for comic book man. Cannot be there, uh, but we have some friends who are going to be there. Um, one of which is our friend Chris Campana, who is going to be out there. He's going to be doing commissions, and uh, Chris is. I said that. Um, who did I name as one of my uh, Ivan Reese as Mm -hmm. one of my five favorite comic book artists working today Mm -hmm. Chris Campana is also one of those five favorite comic book artists Uh, I was looking at his work earlier it's really he is amazing Mm -hmm. Uh, he's done some stuff for me he's uh, he's just and and talk about a humble dude he should be a lot less humble he'll get more work so you have him on commission to do some I do have him to do podcasting Sweetheart, I can't say stuff. Okay. Why don't you not say stuff? You're getting me in trouble now. Okay. We have a super secret project that Chris is going to be working on. So, okay. uh, and I will tweet it, but not now. Until uh, until everything goes to plan, I'm not going to be doing that. So I'm I'm giving my wife the stink eye for that, folks. Just so you know. Um. So we've. So Chris is going to be there. He's going to be doing commissions. Chris is an amazing artist. Uh, go over, talk to him. Tell him you heard uh, about him on I Sell Comics. You loved him on um, I Sell Comics. Like he's he's been here on the in the past. So I can't sing his praises enough. Is he local? Does he come and? He does. He you? comes in, sits in with us every once in a while. He's from Jersey. He is, um, and he's going up to Rochester. So and sorry to the Alicia the. Um, 
the lady who is throwing the Rochester con. Unfortunately, we we had to, to bail, but we found out a little bit uh, later than we usually do that we would have to do reshoots. But hey, unfortunately, that's what ha- the thing that makes us um, attractive to have at a comic con is the thing that you know sucks when we have to cancel. You know, when we have to do reshoots or you know. Um, we have filming. Mm-hmm. Like, unfortunately, Salt Lake City, we had to cancel as well. I don't like canceling. I hate it. Well, you know what, though? I mean, yeah, it, I mean, those, it, it was it was regrettable, but when people see the season and they see how it pulled together. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. going to be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, from what I, from what, I, but, but we're going to talk a little bit about that when we talk about New York City. New York City Comic Con, NYCC. It's uh, October Six through right. six through the tenth. Is it six through the tenth? I think it's six of the tenth. You guys have tenth. your panel on the sixth. We have our panel on the sixth. We always do a panel with Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, 12, comic 15. book man. Twelve fifteen in the big room, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's always a fun time. And we do you press during the day. We too, do like, press during the day, the and, uh, and they have yeah. a nice sizzle reel that they put up. They do. They put up a, a a little teaser of what's coming up during the uh, the next season, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was nice. I um, I typically don't get a chance to go to the uh, to the wrap party because it's usually during a weekday, and I usually have to get up and work the next day. But in this particular case, it was held on a Sunday, so I'm hanging out with actually the two guys who you know helm. The whole production, Nichelle and uh, and Duncan, Brian Nichelle and Eric, Eric Duncan. Duncan, really, really awesome and you know consummate professionals. They do a wonderful job. I'm not just saying that because they're CBM. They do a lot of other great stuff too. And they were telling stories about how what a hoot they were having because they're because they're back at the studios, you know, looking at um, you know the production, the post production crew putting everything together, and they're talking about everybody else who were working on different shows. Yeah, the guys Com- in the editing bays. Yeah, coming coming by and just like hanging over their shoulders and being like, shit, what is this? Oh my God, this is amazing. So they're like, yeah, they have the, <laughs> they have like the jealousy factor going on. Like oh, people from other shows are like hanging out, looking over their shoulders, looking at the stuff that CBM has produced this season. They say it's like, you know, it, it just keeps getting better and better. So they're delighted. Well, we do. We yeah. keep getting better so, and better. Uh, I can't wait to see the sizzle reel because I get to go to New York this year. Yeah, you're going to New York with I'm me. I'm going to New York and hanging out so that's going to be a lot of fun that will what are you are, are you going to have time to walk the floor or, or they have you scheduled pretty much the whole time you're no, there no i'll walk the floor okay so if you see me at new york comic con come up grab a photo with me and everyone's going to be there walt goes mm-hmm. Ming, brian obviously yep a bunch of the people that work on the show are going kevin to be will there. be there kevin, yeah and obviously yeah, yeah yeah so that'll be a lot of fun and that's new york comic con draws what is that two hundred thousand. Something like that. No, like, more than that. Was it Was it more than mm-hmm. that last year? Yeah, it's pretty big. So that's cool. I think um, it was all four days. They did, uh, they actually did better than uh, San Diego. Really? They beat San Diego last year. Oh, that's pretty. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, talking about cons coming up, though, what what do you have? You guys are going to be? We're going to be in Indiana at Crawford City Comic Con, or uh-huh. Crawford County, Crawford City Comic Con. Yeah. Then we're doing... Uh, Oh, we'll be out in um, you're doing, you're doing Los Craw- Angeles. You're doing Crawford on the 24th of this month, actually. This month, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in October, we'll be at, uh, we're going to be at New York Comic Con, and we're also going to be at Kamikaze. Uh, we'll be at Kamikaze out in um, in Los Angeles. Stanley's Kamikaze. That's great. Now, you guys you guys weren't able to make it work last year. Something, you had a, you had a conflict, right? We did. We were at, where the hell were we last year? I think we were in Atlanta. Okay. 
So Walker Stalker Atlanta mm-hmm. was the same time last year. It's yep. not this year. That's really good. So I know that you guys are really super psyched to be back there. Are you ready to it? I mean, I heard you got some interesting news about some panels that you'll Yeah, be we're going to be doing a couple of panels, one of which is, is the Mike... Is that a secret too? No, I'm going to get my ass no. kicked for that? No. no. Okay, good. Awesome. Mike... Let- let the Mike Tyson panel. We're going to be moderating Woo-hoo! Mike Tyson's panel. So that, that, that's going to be fun. It's going to be weird. That's going to be weird and fun, though. Why wouldn't we do it? So <laughs> That's cool. And you're out there the whole time, right? You're out there like Thursday night yeah. through Monday? Yeah. Are you going to try to get um, seats in the audience of the Talking Dead again this year? Yes. That'll be cool. Yeah, we're going to try to get to the, walk, the Talking Dead. You do when you're at a Kamikaze, yeah. right? They, oh, yeah. Yeah, they uh, swing that for you. So, yeah. That'll be cool. Because comic book men premieres again same night October 23rd as, yep yeah 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 so as, uh, we'll be second second episode in so yeah okay that's really cool all right right um, before halloween and yes, um i don't know if you want to talk about this I, I guess ming didn't get to it before he had to leave to to go take the pup for her shots but he has up here on his board luke cage Marvel's best effort? No, we already talked about Luke Cage last week, oh, but you did. Uh, yeah, and until I uh, actually see the Luke Cage, oh, you don't I loved him in wanna... Jessica Jones, but yeah, I want to watch too. the uh, the show. Okay. So I'm reserving judgment until the show comes out. Right. People are like, are you excited for it? I'm like, yeah. What more can I say? Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, that's. Um, oh, you got to open the store. I got to open the store. Oh crap. Okay, I guess we got to open the store. You you do sell comics. I do sell comics. Thank you for being here. Uh, Everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, Tell Julia what you thought. You loved her. She was great, wasn't she? I think she was fantastic. So um, I'll have her on again, and uh, we'll throw Ming out. It'll be good. But um, thank you so much. Thanks for for being here, Jules. It was a delight. You're, You're a delight. And it, and I hope to come back again soon. And you will. And there you go.
This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs>